The Next Round, a marketing inspiration podcast. Hello, and welcome to The Next Round, the AAR podcast about transformation and marketing of some of the UK's most famous brands. I'm your host, Robin Charney. I've been working in marketing and digital for over 20 years and now help other marketeers with their business challenges as the lead consultant for the ecosystem design practice here at AAR. Each episode is a fast-paced conversation with a super smart marketeer sharing the story of their heritage brand, its history, innovation, transformation, and most importantly, its next round. Why heritage brands? Because their journeys are more interesting, richer, and more complex. And frankly, we've all got a lot to learn from them. In this episode, I chat to someone I've been hoping to have on the podcast since our first season. I've kind of been stalking her. And I finally got her. It's Michelle Roberts, who is the marketing director at BMW. Hey, Michelle, welcome so much to the next round. Hi, Robin. Thanks. It's lovely to be here. Delighted to have been stalked. <laughs> it, was, it was all very above board. Michelle is the marketing director at BMW UK, having started at the company as a graduate 20 years ago. She's done pretty well. During her time at BMW, she has held a variety of roles, including sales operations, production planning, product management, and leading PR for BMW's sponsorship of the London 2012 Olympics. She's also led the marketing for the iconic mini brand. My Old Girl is still going after 16 years, so thank you. And she's had stints at the Munich HQ. Today, Michelle has ultimate responsibility for all marketing elements of the BMW brand in UK and Ireland. She leads a team of over 70 individuals and a network of 12 agencies. Goodness gracious, you're pretty impressive. What's kept you at BMW all these years, Michelle? Oh my goodness, it's incredible to hear it all in uh, in a few sentences. Hey, you know, what keeps me here is the passion for the brand. I think when you've worked with a brand for 20 years, it's in my DNA. And I have to be really honest, I get up now and come to work with the same passion, enthusiasm and energy for BMW as I did as a green graduate those 20 years ago. It's, yeah, it's a fabulous honor to, to lead a brand like this. Wow. That's, I mean, I don't know many marketeers who have been able to stick it out for 20 years with one employer, really. I mean, there's been so much change in the industry in that time. Can we talk a little bit about maybe the, the disruption and the change in the auto industry? Can you tell me a little bit about what challenges you're facing as an industry, but also, I guess, more importantly, how you're responding to those challenges from a marketing point of view and what your view of them is? Yeah, of course. It's definitely a time of transformation in automotive. And actually, for me, I think it's one of the most exciting times that we've, um, you know, faced. I think for the 20 years that you've uh, alluded to, I've been with a brand. I don't think I've experienced this much transformation in the industry all at the same time. You know, and what they're saying at the moment actually is that the car industry is perhaps undergoing its biggest change at the moment that it has done perhaps for over since the car was born. Clearly, there's a shift towards electromobility. And of course, there's this um, ever-increasing customer interest or consumer interest in sustainability. Um, so I think, you know, for marketing, we have we have a big role to play in this transformation. We get to drive a big aspect of it because actually ultimately we're there to show our customers. We answer their questions. We need to excite them and explain to them how we're going on on this journey as a brand. And I think the, um, the second thing, which perhaps has become a little bit more apparent in the 18 months that we've had is around 
digitalization and customer, uh, you know, customer expectations and experience and digitalization. And, you know, it's very, it may seem like a really obvious thing to say, but brands aren't just differentiated by the products that they offer now. It's also about the customer experience. Yeah, and those are two massive, I mean, massive trends. And and you've been there, you know, a little over 20 years. So I'm sure you've seen lots of evolution. I'd love to know what specifically or what one or two things have you kind of seen that have changed the most in that time? And, and you know, what does that mean for marketing? How has marketing had to respond to that one big thing? What's the biggest thing? It's funny when you say 20 years, I feel like you're talking about somebody else. I know, because I mean, I keep, you know, I'm looking at you. You don't look like you've been there for 20 years. You look like you've been there for five minutes. That's I should have prompted that, shouldn't I? So that's very kind. But it feels, I mean, it's crazy. It feels like the time has just flown by. It, it really has. And, you know, I've been in marketing solely for 10 years of that 20. I have a background of other things, as mm. you mentioned. And I think, you know, even just in that 10 years of, you know, looking at communications around the Olympics and then Mini, that as a brand and now BMW, it's changed even in that shorter time massively. And, you know, one of the first perhaps observations about how it's changed is around the data and the measurement, let's say, in marketing. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when we the days of old, let's say, it was perhaps difficult to be able to substantiate ROI and all of those types of things. And clearly now we've got more intel and insight and data than ever before about what's performing and what's working and where the brand is at and all of those types of things. But also if you look at, you know, the media landscape and the routes to reaching consumers and customers, that's changed exponentially in that period of time. And if I think back even to the start of my specific journey in marketing, you know, influencer marketing was quite trendy and cool then, but you know, maybe a, a secondary thought to a core campaign. And now it's, you know, it's a key channel. It's a key um, aspect to reaching our customers. Wasn't it simpler when it was just a nice car winding down a mountain road <laughs> with a lovely blonde family looking really happy in the yeah. car? Wasn't life simple then? <laughs> it was different then, you know, do we need a TV ad and a printer? You know, yeah, of course it was, it was definitely different. There was only one way to buy the car. You had to go to the dealer. People are going to think this was a whole kind of, you know, historical, like they'll look back on this in 20 years going, God, I can't believe people had to go into a dealership to buy a car. Well, exactly. How will they think about it in that period? So, you know, it was very linear, wasn't it? And I think that's the other thing now is that, you know, the journey is, is so different. And let's talk about that journey. I mean, because you talk a lot about that change to online. I'm sure when you joined, that wasn't even, you know, it was kind of hearsay, wasn't it? We couldn't possibly be selling in more than one way to our prospective customers. Do you have a view of how far that that change might go? Um, I think it's going to continue to accelerate and move exponentially and the, and it will continue to evolve. I think we've seen a lot happen in the last five years around mm. that you know, consumers are more time poor. They want ease of doing business. And actually the online experience is the way to facilitate that. I think, you know, something that I'm very passionate around is a personalized journey. I think, you know, one size doesn't fit all for the consumer. And that's actually just going to get um, more, I won't say complicated, but actually we're all going to demand more personalization in the future. Mm. Oh, absolutely. And, and not just the personalization of the buying journey, but the personalization of the product. I mean, that, that's changed 
exponentially. I mean, you know, when I bought my last car, the personalization was what color do you want? And, you know, what (laughs) add-ons do you want? Now, you know, you can, I mean, downloading different dashboards to the software aspect, I'm sure that's just moving exponentially as well. So as a marketeer, you own product, don't you, as well? I do. Yes. Yes. So So that's a little unusual, isn't it, in the auto industry? It's a different setup. Yeah. So my marketing um, responsibility covers product management and also the customer experience function and then the kind of pure, more core marketing Mm. elements. So what I'd call proper marketing. Would you agree? Proper marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the sense We're that we're all one family, one team. Well, I know, I know you're being very, very good, but I mean, to me, marketeers who don't own the whole customer experience are a little, you know, they've kind of got one arm tied behind their back in some ways because you're responsible for the growth, but you don't always necessarily have all the touch points that you can help guide. So I think to me, this is, you know, what I call marketing with a big M. Was that a hard fought journey to kind of gather all that into one? stewardship for you? It was actually a a relatively easy journey, to be honest. I think we, uh, it was a natural evolution of where we were going or where we are as a company. And it may seem a really obvious thing to say, but it makes total sense. You put the customer (laughs) at the heart of your product strategy, you know, your communications and your brand experience strategy. It's something that's evolved uh, while I've been in the role. And when It wasn't structured that way. I used to think that it was weird that it wasn't. Mm. Why why weren't we looking at the brand through the lens of the customer and the experience that they have? So it makes it was a a natural and very smart Mm. move. It seems so obvious now, but so many brands have kind of only now in the last couple of years come around to that, I guess, organizational point of view. It used to always be, you know, product out or marketing out rather than customer in. And it's, it's, I agree with you. It seems very odd now, but given how many people are only now getting there, I'm sure there was a reason we didn't do it that way in there for a while, but <laughs> no one seems to remember what it is. Um, shifting gears a little bit, I guess, back to that kind of idea of that lovely winding car down, a, down a mountain road. Do you find inspiration in the past or in the history of BMW? Do you, as a marketeer, do you look back in order to look forward ever? Um, We do, yes. I think, you know, I'm very proud to have the role of of looking after, being the guardian, let's say, of something that's over 100 years old. And we're steeped in history. That gives us our credibility and, you know, experience and and we're globally recognized. So yes, we we do look back to take inspiration for the future, but it's my job to, you know, move the brand forward with my team. And that history and heritage gives us the credibility to do that, I think, going forward. And actually, what I take from BMW's history is we have a history of being a pioneer. Mm-hmm. And we take that into how we approach things going forward. So take the BMW i brand, for example, you know, that's over 10 years old uh, now or was started 10 years ago and actually is a foundation, of course, for our electrification strategy now. But the first brand to come to market with a fully built from the ground up uh, vehicle um, for electric and that kind of spirit and pioneering approaches than, you know, what we're taking about how we move forward. And so the history, you know, it it really matters. Um, And in the customer's eyes, right, around credibility and reputation and all of those things. And 
um, it's, yeah, it's really important. So it gives you that confidence to be who you are in many ways and that you've got this amazing solid foundation of over a hundred years of innovation and pioneering spirit. Can we talk a little bit about your agency model? Cause I wanted to dig into that sure. a little bit. You had a change, I guess, back in 2020 and, and so many brands are doing this and so many brands are moving to a new kind of marketing ecosystem approach. But in 2020, you moved to a new model called the engine where you basically did some consolidation of your agencies and kind of put some key agencies on the top tier and in the spotlight. I'm just curious around what was driving that change. You know, in in my experience, it's often, you know, efficiency and just trying to get to a clearer partner strategy to drive growth. But I'm curious as to what your point of view is on, on what drove that change. So the main driver for the change was around the customer. Okay. It goes back to the customer being at the heart of the, you know, the brand strategy and the future uh, requirement for personalization. So the things we've touched on already, and that's the ultimate goal, not just for BMW, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not just in automotive either, that we get to a point where we can really offer that personalized one-to-one experience for every consumer And if you look across the landscape that we have today, the ability to be able to do that, whether that be the systems and the tech, um, the approach across different um, markets um, is really difficult. And this felt like a really, you know, a wise way to be able to advance very quickly in getting to that goal of personalization. Are you seeing the benefits from that as yet? It is early days and um, we're we're still going through a degree of that transition, but the early indicators are that we're heading in the right direction. Um, And I think we, the first phase is the transition, but what runs alongside that, of course, is the, Mm. you know, the end, getting to the end goal and the, and the transformation. And, you know, we're seeing the starts of how that can work. Uh, longer term and you know it's it's very promising and i think when you also boil it back down to the other aspect is you know speed and the expectation we have to get things out the door faster more bespoke more personalized more iterations more complexity of media systems channels and do that um across multiple markets um as a brand at the highest speed. Well, it's super exciting. And I've seen so many brands go through this transition and I can definitely empathize with the transition period being almost the most difficult bit, which is it's moving from one thing to another and it's people at the end of the day and the way people like to work and the partners they've worked with for many years. And, you know, that's a very human transition (laughs) and it takes time for sure, you know, to get people comfortable with a new model and new ways of working. Absolutely. And it comes with change on every level, both for the, uh, you know, our HQ organization, the organization here, mm-hmm. um, roles and responsibilities, yeah. all those things, the partners that we're working with. We talk about as people, so. process, partners and platforms and all of those, those four Ps. There's a lot exactly. in those four little Ps to, to figure exactly. out, especially at the scale that you're running at. But apart from that, I guess, just kind of bringing it back up a level. I mean, you've worked with agencies your whole career in marketing. I'm just curious whether you have a point of view on what makes a good agency client relationship. 
For me, it's all about partnership. Hmm. I think, you know, we as a brand, we as BMW, we invest in our partners as much as Hmm. they invest in us in terms of, you know, commitment to the brand. I see our agency partners, every single one of them as an extension of my team. And, you know, we build a foundation of trust and communication on that basis. So that for me is the game changer in terms of the network of agencies that we have, that we treat them as an extension of the marketing department. And do you do much insourcing? Is that part of your model at the moment? Have you built a large internal team over the last couple of years? So that kind of insourcing, outsourcing approach is is something that we're looking at at the moment. I Mm -hmm. think it's, you know, the internal team that I have, let's say, is um, the structure of that is, of course, always evolving. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And we've we've touched on the um, broader responsibilities that I have as well. As we look at what do the next three years hold, what do the next five years hold for the brand and the business as a whole, what skill sets perhaps have we previously relied on out of the organization that we perhaps need in-house now? Mm-hmm. And along with that, then what capabilities need to evolve within the existing team that are here? So it's, I can't say that we've, you know, we've gone out and we've massively insourced this certain discipline or um, capability, but it's definitely evolved. And I think there'll be a lot more um, of that happening over the next um, short to medium term. Yeah. And you're not alone. I think a lot of um, senior leaders are evaluating the strategy because I think a lot of people went early and, and kind of built mm-hmm. very large internal teams and have had varying degrees of success with that. But it's another element to manage, isn't it? It's having your own agency almost on site and all the joys and tribulations that come with that. So I think lots of people are looking at the the long-term strategy depending on the end goal, which is, you know, do we need to be faster? Are there capabilities we can't afford to have with agencies anymore because they're too strategically important? Or do we need to save money? There's lots of different motivations for, for think, insourcing. Exactly. And those are exact, those are the three things which are on my mind all the time. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> too. You, could, you articulated them uh, much more beautifully than I could because it's, you know, the I need the the most effective and efficient and agile setup possible. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean the marketing department within the organization, but also the network of agencies that support us. And the construct of that has to be based on the three things that you were talking about. And I think we've historically, and my perception would be this isn't just BMW, we've perhaps had uh, skills internally where those things could be now more on a periphery, let's say, Mm -hmm. but actually there are definitely skills that we've had um, outsourced or with our our partners that we we should be having Mm. because it can drive more the intel and the data and the analysis so that we can optimize and do things better rather than doing all the doing. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And it's, it's changing. If anything, I think people are insourcing strategy more than they used to and the stuff that can be automated almost in some way. And that's the other element, which is, you know, what can we automate versus 
in source or leave with partners. So yeah, it's a constant question on pretty much every senior leader's mind that we talk to. Uh, so you're not alone. And there's no one size fits all. Unfortunately, if I had something in my magic bag of answers, I would give it to you, Michelle. It's, with pleasure. It's ever, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's also evolving all the time. I mean, we talked about yeah. the complexity and um, with that comes, you know, mm-hmm. it's an exciting time, but everything is changing skill sets and capabilities and, mm. and requirements that's all evolving uh, alongside. Um, just kind of finishing up a little bit, leaving the, the year we've had behind, what's the next round for BMW as we kind of, you know, get to the end of, I can't believe already 2021, you know, what, what are the challenges you see ahead for the brand? Um, we talked about how things are, you know, mm. the transformation that we're going on and that's upon us. We're not waiting for that to happen. That's, that's what, that's what's happening right now. So, and this, you know, this, this year, there's, there's just lots more to come on the customer experience and, you know, digital development for the brand and, um, and all of those things. And, and just broadening the work that we're doing around um, responsibility and sustainability. So, but actually I'm, you know, we've all been through an experience, haven't we, in the last 18 months and learned a lot about ourselves and our teams. And mm. uh, we've done some, some things in a completely different way. And I've, you know, really want to galvanize the things that we've learned and take quite a lot of that forward as well. So can you share a couple of things that you've learned as a leader in the last 18 months? Oh, I think I could write a book about it. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I probably won't though, because everybody there's some people probably... who can help promote it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, part of me wishes, when I think back now, I wish I'd written a diary. We had enough to do uh, being in a global pandemic, but yeah. some days I wish I'd written a diary. But mm. I think, you know, we've all learned so much. I've learned so much about my leadership style and I've learned a lot about my team and we've got to know each other, ironically, through the camera lens, perhaps more than we mm-hmm. have been able to in, in the office prior to that time and I've seen a lot of lot of laundry drying in the background over the last exactly you know when you're worried about whether people like the picture behind you yeah I um, I mean I think that's one of the benefits and one of the kind of the the the, the bit of ray of light after this this year and a half which is you know we we do know our colleagues and our and our compatriots and you do feel like you've been through something together don't you 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 really do exactly and and those are the you know the if you think back to the perhaps the charming points of us having all this time together virtually, <laughs> those you know, two, it those was two weeks. <laughs> it yeah. was the um, you know, it was, it was the can I have a lollipop, please, Dad, in the background, or the dog barking, or the Amazon package, or I remember we did a, a team activity one Friday afternoon, and all of a sudden one of my team members was showing the chicken and the turkey and we have a bearded dragon in our department who knew, you know? So, and those for me are, um, you know, the charming parts of the things that you, that we'll take away from it. But, um, fantastic. So what about the next round for the industry? And more importantly, where is my flying car? Ah, flying car. Um, well, we talked about, uh, yeah, uh, I can't say too much about flying cars. Um, I, uh, but you know, okay. Excuse the pun, but maybe the sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, I'm going to leave it there and say thank you very, very much. It's been a really interesting, fun conversation. I'm glad I finally tracked you down and got you on the show. <laughs> and um, and you know, I've learned a lot. It's been really, really great. So thank you very much. Oh, my absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for the invitation. I've, been, I've really enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. So thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Next Round. I hope you found it as interesting and informative as I did and that you can take some insights and learning back to your own marketing.
If you could rate and share this podcast, it would really help others to find these great stories. I'd also love to carry on the conversation and hear what you think, as we'll be sharing and chatting about this episode on LinkedIn and Twitter. The next round is brought to you by AAR, the experts in marketing ecosystems. At AAR, we are a multidisciplined team of consultants who have strong and well-informed views on what brands need to do to overcome today's marketing challenges in order to better connect their businesses to their customers and drive growth. Thanks for listening and see you next time.